Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday, praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday, Bible study at 7 p.m. And on tonight, Thursday, this Thursday evening, we're talking about the Lions and Bob Wire. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. We're going to dive right into, into chapter two and, and talk a little bit about, um, about what's written here. And that is uh, to be a lion and not a mouse. You know, the cowardly lion that some of you may have heard about. Some of you may not have heard about. Not sure. But we'll certainly hear something about a uh, cowardly lion tonight. You know, so I want to thank you for joining in. Uh, th those that are listening now, and those that will be listening later, uh, appreciate you and you know, I don't know what your day may have been like. It may have been a little challenged. Don't worry about it. It's well. It is well. You know, challenges come, challenges go. And, and, and so it's all right. It's all right to have a few challenges. You know, challenge, a challenge is resistance. And resistance is what makes us stronger. You know, weight training is a source of resistance. Walking up a hill is a source of resistance. And after a while, uh, you're able to walk that hill or lift that weight without as much resistance. And then you start adding on. And so we, again, you know, it's, it's all about how you look at what you're dealing with, how you're looking at it. And, and so, um, and so with that, you know, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord, for watching over and keeping us throughout the day. And ask that you would bless those that are tuning in, Lord God, and those that will be listening later. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I also want to encourage you to write in. You know, visit us at uh, www.connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org. And uh, if you have a prayer request or if you have a question, um, send us a question. We'll, we'll certainly, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to personally look into it and provide you an answer and, and, and give you your answer, uh, live on the air. And, and so, um, want to encourage you to, again, to go to www.freight, excuse me, <laughs> I was going to give you the, um, the logistics, uh, address, but connectingtruth.org. Now, the book that we're reading from, this particular excerpt is from The Watchmen, Lions, and Bob Wire, you know, and it can be found on Amazon. The link will be posted as well. So, uh, and the price uh, has been reduced for Black History Month, you know. Uh, certainly, the information um, and what is written is divinely inspired. And... Uh, those that have read it, have read the book, have walked away, 
uh, encouraged. They found themselves in the book. And it's relatable. It's relatable to today and what you might be dealing with or maybe something that you might deal with in the future. Gideon, Gideon's name means great destroyer. Now, Gideon was depressed, cowering in fear while the Midianites invaded the territory. The people feared the oppressor. They left their homes, hiding in dens, in mountains, in caves, and wherever they could find fortitude, they were hiding. They were scared. Uh, oppression appears in many different forms. You know, it could be an attack. Someone can be the oppressor. It could be through the loss of employment. It could be marital problems. And, you know, and the list goes on. Family issues and other things can leave you mentally and emotionally tapped out. Make you want to run away. Make you want to hide. Uh, make you want to just disappear. If there's any way out of this, you know, if there's any way around this. You know, Jesus felt that way. Uh, the Bible says that, that, you know, he went a little distance and he prayed and said, if, there, if, this, if this cup can pass from me, I don't want to go through this. And that's, you know, if there's any other way. And so sometimes that's the way we feel. We feel like, is there any other way? You know, do I have to deal with this problem that I'm dealing with? You know, and so you just really want to ghost. The people were hurting and they were scared. The young and old lived in fear. No one was, was willing to fight against the oppressor. As they destroyed crops, they was destroying the crops. They was, they took the livestock. The people live, uh, livelihood was depleted. They didn't have resources to live on. I mean, you know, it was things that went to a minimal. Now there's our, our brothers and sisters all around the world that are even right now are experiencing these situations. You know, it's been over a year now that. Uh, that that Russia has uh, launched their attack. So there are people that are suffering all over the place. So I want you to stop right now and think about your situation. Sometimes we get so caught up in our situation that we don't think about what someone else may be going through. And you don't have to look far. It, it could be the person that you pass by um, at the off-ramp on the freeway. You know, you ought to, it, it's not gonna hurt to uh, to reach out the window and, and buy somebody a cup of coffee or give them a warm meal or something. You know, we just really take for granted so much. You know, we're sitting, we're sitting and looking at um, TVs that cost more than what some people have to sit on or to sleep on or to drive. And so we need to be conscious of, of that, you know, as life resources and things are depleted or we look at our situation and think that it's so bad when we really have it very good. Now, I want to challenge you. Uh, take the next couple of days and, and don't turn on the TV. Now, pick up a book. 
Uh, well, hopefully I, I, that you pick up this book. But pick up a book, whether, whether it's your Bible, whether it's a vocational book, but pick up a book, a newspaper, and just go it out. Don't, don't grab the phone and start searching or anything like that. That's how good we have it. We have so many sources of amusement. But listen, the people were depleted of the resources to live. Now, out of desperation, they asked God for help. Now, he was there all the time. He was there all along. But they didn't go to him uh, while the Midianites were invading them and taking advantage of them. They didn't go to him until they reached a desperate state. Why do you want to wait? until you are desperate, until something catastrophic in your life happens. Why wait to befriend? Why wait? You ought to befriend God and you, know, you ought to be texting him. You ought to be mentally, you know, spiritually, you know, you ought to be in communication with him, you know, instead of waiting until something happens and then it's, oh my God, you know, uh, let's call the pastor to pray. Let's call this uh, uh, the, the reverend. Let's call whomever, you know, someone that we know. Let's call our mom, someone to get. No, no. How about you? How about all of us? Befriend God today. Instead of waiting. Now, friends, this is this is not an unreasonable question. I think this is a question that all of us need to look at more than once. And have I been a friend to him today? Often prayer is not accompanied by any actions, such as evaluating the situation and looking at what you, uh, what you do have or what you have available. Now, James 2 and 18 says, Yea, a man may say that thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. So you have those that say, well, I have faith. God is going to do something. He's going to bring us out. Well, I have faith that he will. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to fight. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to take action and do something. I'm not going to sit around and say, well, he's going to give me. No, actually, I'm going to do something uh, that give God something to work with. You know, we, we, we can do that. We can give God something to work with. You know, again, let's go back to the scenario of when you're driving home or walking or bicycling or whatever, and you see someone there selling flowers, you know, at the corner. They're working. They have given God something to work with. And some are too proud to, to step out and cut grass. I remember cutting grass to make money. You know, and that's a lucrative business when when you build up your clientele. And so there are, you know, there are things that, OK, I'm going to have faith. Well, I'm going to have faith while I'm walking down the street uh, selling my goods that someone is going to patronize me. They're going to buy. And so we need to take action with what we do instead of just praying about it. Unlike the mythical land of Oz, you know, the. Wizard of Oz, you know, Dorothy, the scarecrow, her dog, the red shoes that she wore, you know, or maybe you watched a version when Michael Jackson was singing, just ease on down the road. I don't know. 
But this is not the mythical land of Oz. Our situations are real. And our actions must be on point to protect our children and relieve stress that destroys the family unit. The cowardly lion represents unresolved issues at the core of one's existence. It prohibits you from your rightful place in life. Instead of taking domain over what is in front of you, you become subordinate to a lesser authority. Now, fear is a lesser authority than courage. The Lord told Joshua and said, haven't I commanded you to be strong and of a good courage? We're not to walk around in fear. You know, fear is terrible. Fear will have you run at the drop of a sound. And, and there's nobody there. It could have been that you stepped on a, a leaf and it cracked and, and you took off running, you know, and, and certainly um, we've seen people that are walking around paranoid. Maybe you was one of them that was paranoid, too, because of what you were doing or what you had ingested. And, and so you were fearful in that moment. Fear. Fear is a terrible thing to live under. And I know oppressors will make you fearful. You know, listen, a smart person is not, you might be um, living under a heavy hand where someone is, is taking dominion of, of the land that you're, but it doesn't mean that you're afraid. It's you're being smart because you know that the odds in that moment is, is against you. And so you've been smart to preserve your life. That, that's understood. But there's something else about just hiding and when the opportunity for you to step out in boldness presents itself, you withdraw. And that's what you don't wanna do because that means there's those unresolved issues and it's prohibiting you from taking the rightful place in life. And so understand, I'm not saying usurp authority or disrespect him, but you can be honorable, knowledgeable, respected for who you are, a lion or a lioness. Daniel 1 and 17 says, as for these four children, talking about Daniel and, and those that was with him, the three, three young men that was with him that were bold, bold enough to take a stand in their captivity, in their situation. Whatever situation you find yourself in, you can also find some wisdom on how to deal with. You know, you can find some understanding. Uh, it doesn't mean that you don't have a voice. It doesn't mean that you can't, but you got to be careful in your expressions. You got to be careful in what you say and you got to, you know, you got to learn and understand what you're dealing with. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning, wisdom, and Daniel had understanding of all visions and dreams. Like you and I, Gideon was concerned. He has concerns about what is happening in that moment. What's happening today? What's going on with you today? What's happening with you today, tomorrow, and the next day? One day, God sent a messenger who waited by an oak tree for Gideon to pass by uh, as he was hiding food from the Midianites. 
So the the messenger, the, the angel of the Lord was waiting because he died, excuse me, uh, Gideon would go by that way all the time. He was on his way to, to hide some food, uh, you know, so that they would have something to eat. And the messenger told Gideon that the Lord had was with him. It seems strange that when you're going through something, you're told that God is with you. You know, even though you're, you're suffering, you know, sometimes we suffer because of our own fault. Other times we suffer because um, because the enemy comes in and he's seeking to destroy. You know, you're caught off guard. You know, we talked about um, that when the enemy strikes, you know, or when the enemy attacks that part two last night and, you know, catch you off guard. Are you prepared? We found that that Ab Lot was not prepared. There's no mention of him being prepared. But Abram, his uncle, was prepared. And he, uh, his associates and him went and they rescued Lot and took back everything that had been taken by the other four kings. And so uh, are you prepared? Are you preparing? And so the messenger told Gideon that the Lord is with him even in that situation. Now, Lot probably didn't know what was going on or what to do, but God was still with him and delivered him. The messenger told Gideon that the Lord is with him and refers to Gideon as someone courageous. I think that that Gideon is not the only one that that God believe is courageous. I think that there's someone, some of you that are listening may not have thought about being courageous, may not have thought about being fearless, may have thought about not thought about being bold. I'm a, I'm a very bold person when it comes down to uh, lifting my voice up for the Lord. I can backseat on every other situation, you know, but if something is right, my daughter, now I applaud her, my youngest daughter, she has, she has that characteristics and I've watched that in her throughout her school years, elementary, junior high, you know, where she will step up uh, and and let someone know that you're wrong for, for picking on someone. And she didn't back down, you know. And, and so are you bold? Are you fearless? Will you speak up not just for yourself, but for someone else? And so um, I, I don't think Gideon thought that way about himself. Gideon didn't think that he was courageous that he was fearless and that he was bold. And sometimes we may not, there are other times we may not think that way about ourselves because of previous adversities, situations that occurred, upbringing, uh, the way we were raised, you know, and, and we have to, there are some things that need to be uh, winged out of us. There's some things and thoughts that we have about ourselves or had about ourselves that need uh, to be ushered out of us. Gideon, uh, perhaps he saw himself more as a survivalist and he felt good about that. Well, I'm surviving, you know, um, more than the reality show. I'm surviving. I'm a survivalist. How do you view yourself today? How do you view yourself? Even with the small victories, we sometimes focus on the moments of defeat instead of the victories that we had.
I, I want you to take some time, think about the victories that you have had. Think about your victories. I've learned that you have to encourage yourself sometimes, uh, even during the most challenging times. Encourage yourself. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So David experienced agony. He experienced pain and suffering too. And there was no one present to help him hold it together. He had to reach deep within his Noah to find the help he needed. To be a lion, not a mouse, you will need to reach deep down into your Noah for help. Even though Gideon received a vision and message from God, he needed more encouragement to transition from mouse to lion. Everyone does not instantly morph into what you want them to be. However, change happens with acceptance and acceptance happens with belief and belief is a sign of hope, which takes us from crawling to walking to running in faith. The words spoken by Gideon were seeds planted are the words spoken to Gideon, just as the words that are spoken to you are as seeds planted uh, that would eventually restore life and enhance living conditions. The seeds begin to grow and replace the weeds that of insecurity and doubt. It was more than enough for God to work with. It's more than enough for God to work with you too. As he embraced the message, the spirit of the Lord clothed himself in Gideon. He was no longer a mouse, but a lion. He was no longer a mouse, but a lion. Mighty God, can you see yourself being more? I think you can. See yourself being more than what you are. Now, about the visions of God, visions are confirmed by his messengers. God called things that are not as though they were. They provoke legitimate questions. His visions contains miracles. The visions have past and present victories. God has seen the beginning of the vision. He's seen the end also. Now, there's a few things that you want to avoid. You want to avoid these barbs and entanglements. You want to stay on the right path. Uh, don't give your enemy a place to prevail. Remember, desperate people will do desperate things. Remind yourself of God's goodness. Oppression is caused by commission or by omission. Doubt does not work in our favor. God bless you. Remember the, the watchman's lobwire. Lions and Bob Water uh, can be picked up on Amazon. I want to thank you for your support. And until then, you know, share with someone else that they are more than what they think they are. God bless you.